thing. <laughs> I've been working out lately. Like, define working. You might have out. to change your handle. Define look, working. Look out. at these pipes. Look at these pipes. Define working out. Um, I've actually started to do some Pilates with Jen. Okay. Yeah, because I am way too tight and inflexible, unflexible. And I'm having like knee problems and back problems. And it's just coming down to like functional workouts as opposed to beach muscles. I think you're, you're on track for what do they do? You know, when you, you get old and you just have a chair underneath and you stand up and sit down like 30 times and then like the three pound weights and you just go like this in the air a few times. I think Pilates is a, I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised that you admitted you're doing Pilates. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but hey, you know, we're friends, we're podcasters, we're family. Pilates, just, yeah. that is, I mean, I think a lot of men will pick up Pilates now just because you admitted that. I don't know, like, I need it, like, like, I have some nagging, like, leg injuries, and it's just because I don't do enough things to strengthen the joints and bones around my legs, right? Like, I'm a man, I go to the gym. I lift some weights, do some curls, I'm out. That's not healthy for the long run. Is Pilates the one with the um, the sliding kind of, oh, yeah. you have an apparatus almost. Yeah. And you're doing like kind of tension and like your body's always supposed to be tight in order to. Engage have... the core. Yeah. I'm going to be coming off this pod shirtless. In this Shirtless in December, you'd be the only guy in the country that would be willing to do that. I commend you. All right, what are we doing this evening? Well, hello and welcome to week 11 of the NFL season. Last week in week 10, we saw Kyler Murray return, Mac Jones get benched, Joshua Dobbs throw for a career high, my Niners broke a three-game losing streak, the Raiders are back to 500, and six Game-winning field goals, Big Ben. Are field goal kickers now the face of the NFL? I was witness to one of them, and it was just a, a kind of squirrely week in some weird matchups where, like, teams were – it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, you know, where you have those, and then you, the last punch is the, is the one that knocks the head and the game's over. It felt like a lot of games went like that, including the Redskins and Seahawks and Jason Myers winning that game for him because – Geno Smith finally found DK Metcalf, and DK Metcalf did what DK Metcalf should always do and get like 30 yards after the catch. He should. It was a good week for NFL football. It's a great week. And you know what all our listeners should do? Each week they should listen to us because we're live on nofilter.net and caffeine TV. We usually bring on a special guest, but this week it's just Big Ben and K Wing. So thank you for joining. And we got a great show. We're going to talk about week 11. We're going to break down some matchups. If you're a betting person, you're definitely going to want to listen because we're going to give you some key strategies and tips on 10, 11 game, 10 week 11 games. We're also going to talk about surprising and disappointing NFL teams, a little NFL fantasy redraft. We might talk a little Bill Belichick as well. I'm Kay when He's Big Ben. Let's go. Okay. So when when we had to shuffle a little bit, let's be honest, when we had to shuffle a little bit for this episode and say, okay, what do we want to bring in in the fold? We were going to have a, a guest, unfortunately, I believe um, they had to start cooking their turkey early for Thanksgiving and couldn't make it. 
surprises and disappointments. We are more than halfway through the season. We yeah. kind of have an idea of who's who in the NFL. Who are some of your surprises? Like teams are like, if, if, if you went back to the start of the season and boom, you saw the standings, you're like, what is going on with that? Who, who, who do you single out here? So the way that I would describe this is like, you've got your buy low teams. Who are your four or five win, win teams that you would buy low right now that you would ride off into the sunset in the playoffs? And I got one, the Houston Texans. Five and four. We never thought C.J. Stroud would play this well this soon. And I was thinking more about this. None of the skilled players, if you look at PFF or any kind of rankings, none of them are probably in the top 10 of their positions. You got no. Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, Tank, Tank Dell, Delvin Singletary, uh, beat up offensive line. And he's doing the damn thing. He's playing well back to back. Wins on the final drive. The Texans are my surprise team. And get this. I'm going to say they go 10-7 and seven and get a wild card. Hey, listen, I don't think you're wrong there. Look at the, the AFC South. The Jaguars got exposed these last two games. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, they looked atrocious against yeah. the Niners. And when you say that around C.J. Stroud, it's there's talks of him for MVP. I know. But the last thing I'll say about the Texans, the reason I love that, we all know in baseball when you look at – in this case, it's point differential and run differential, point differential being the NFL, run differential in the, in the MLB. If you look at and you're like, how is that team there? They're negative. They're, you know, six, like something's off. Yeah. You know, the algorithm's going to write itself. The Texans are sitting there at five and four with a plus 25 run or a point differential. Jaguars only plus five. That. Well, you said it first. Look at the South. They still have to play the Colts, it's, the Titans, and the Jags. Listen, Gardner Minshew <laughs> and Will Levis are like they, – they would be bros together, but I'm not saying they're winning NFL football games against C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Like that's probably not happening. And Trevor Lawrence just – I mean, let's let's be honest. They are 6-3. and three. Yeah. They have, the same, they have the same record as the Niners. But they are definitely trending down where CJ Stroud and the Texans are trending up. Um, for my surprise, this is just I, I'm I, I almost don't want to preview this team because let's hear I'm, it. I'm gonna use them later. And it's not a surprise to me. So I'm gonna actually the, the surprise is just how horrible the New England Patriots are. Yeah. They're not a good football team. No, like just not. They're not. And it seems like the like Belichick's given up. He's he, he, the the saddle is on the horse, and he's about to mount it to ride off into the sunset. Like it's it's that bad. Mac Jones, Zippy or Zappy's going to be the quarterback through the end of the year. Is that an improvement? I don't know, but just thank gosh the Celtics are good, or and, and the Bruins are probably playing again well. Because listen, the post Tom Brady area there has been rough. And um, I think Belichick's probably going to say, listen, my schemes aren't working anymore. And our defense isn't as good as it used to be. Probably time for some analytics guru to come in. You know, when you got Mike McDaniel, who's probably coached one one hundredth as long as Belichick, you know, and he's coming in with the Dolphins and they're leading the vision. That's something to be said for that. I think the, the game has changed. 
evolved and I, I just know the Patriots just seem like an old team. Yeah. You know, well, and they it was reported this week that Bill Belichick will no longer be with the Patriots and he already knows his next team, which I tried to think of like coaches on the hot seat and where he could go. I don't think he's going to LA. I don't think he's going to Chicago. I don't think he's going to Carolina. I don't think he's going to New Orleans. So where is he going? I mean, where I think he'd be a good fit, the Giants or the Jets, but I don't think they'll move off of Solid too quick or Dable. I can see him taking an advisory role for one of those teams. You mentioned the Giants or the Jets. Um, just because he's not, I mean, how far is New York from Boston? Four-hour train ride? Yeah, exactly. So you're not altering your lifestyle all that much. You can get to and from home pretty quickly. And then, you know, in, in Doble's case, you become an advisor. And then if he tanks again next year. But I could see, Ooh, honestly. Backup plan. There you go, right? Backup plan. Not only that, but you could see, like, there's a lot of organizations that seems like have no idea how to restructure and move forward. Like, I feel yeah. like Belichick could be there for a lot of that. And then also, not that he's hit on quarterbacks in the past. Mac Jones is. Mac he's only hit on one. That's Brady. Exactly. But that gives him enough clout to to walk in a room and evaluate quarterbacks, which a lot of teams are going to need to do, especially the Giants. Like Daniel Jones is out of his contract after next year. The, the pace they're going, they might be the first first number one draft or have the first pick in the next year's draft. Give me your disappointment. And you can't say I'm gonna give Brady. you I'm gonna give you another surprise team. Steelers. Like how not not a pleasant surprise. Like how are they six and three? How are they winning games? They're getting outscored. They can't get in the end zone. Every game is ugly. They have no passing game. They can't figure out Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, and yet they're six and three. That's again. This is the other team. Actually, I hope you would bring up because they're six and three with a nine minus twenty six differential. <laughs> so they're squeaking out wins, but getting shellacked in others. You know, and that's a product of when you squeak out a win. It's usually special teams or you know a, a pick six or something like a defensive touchdown that wins the game for you. I think they've been. They've been reluctant. And oh God, TJ Watt is a beast. They'll win you one game a year, in my opinion. Yeah, Tomlin's got staying power. Yeah. I mean, that's a good coach, right? Like, we yeah. talk about Brendan Staley, Josh McDaniels. Like, if you don't have the talent or the scheme, you just figure out what you have and you win ball games. And that's what Mike Tomlin's doing that. right now. If you, if someone give me a lineup of quarterbacks and said, this guy's in the NFL and it, and his team is six and three in a really tough division. And you point at Kenny Pickett, I would laugh and tell you you're lying. Like that's, you're right. He's he's doing a lot with a little. That's for sure. It might catch up with him in this second round. I mean, the Ravens are looking good. The Browns' defense is phenomenal. And you know, I don't I don't want to sleep on on the Bengals either. So that's that's going to be a tough division for them to sustain that. So you want to talk about disappointment? Yeah. I don't want to you're say this. very nice to people. You're, you're overly nice. So are you going to be able to bring up a disappointment? I don't want to do the bills. That's too easy. Uh, I'll say the Broncos. 
Like, I'm a little disappointed in. I mean, I know they're playing better now, but I mean, but Sean Payton, so-called genius, offensive guru, like, I'm a little disappointed with, I think it has more to do with the Bills playing bad than the Broncos actually winning. I could see that. Like, the Bills had that penalty at the end of the game. So, I know penalties count and they lost the game, but... The Broncos should have lost that game, and the Broncos should have lost the game against the Chiefs when Mahomes was hurt and sick, and Kelsey was lovesick. I'm going to advocate for for Ken Dorsey here. He's the offensive coordinator, but yet he may still have his job if the special teams coach doesn't put 12 players on the field. I don't get that. I I think Denver is who everyone kind of thought. I think they're picking up. I think Sean Payton's realizing in that first year what Russell Wilson can actually do and not do, and then kind of mold the having to adapt the offense a bit to allow for that. Jared Judy's back. Javante Williams is running pretty well um, as of late. So I, the, the AFC West is the Chiefs and everybody else. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm more disappointed in a division than a team, and it'd be the AFC West. I thought the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders would be a little bit better. I know they played better as, as of late, but the future doesn't look bright for those three. Yeah. Um, my my biggest, yeah, I'm not gonna lean on the Bills. No way of disappointment. Um, I'm, <laughs> as I look at the standings here, I'm always disappointed in the NFC South. Like it's just why it stinks every year. Outside of Brady's year in, in Tampa, where I think he had two years, right? He had two. His first year was good. His second year, they were nine and eight or eight and seven. Yeah. Something like that. It, it's just a horrible, I don't know. I don't get it. It's like if every other division, or excuse me, every other, yeah, every other division draws the NFC South, the projected wins just go up by four. And like everyone else doesn't make the playoffs because everything. What I'm saying is I don't know how they're so bad. Like, is it, I don't get it. And it hasn't just been this year. It's been like the last five. Yeah. Remember when the South had Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Drew Brees. It was James tough. Winston, James Winston. James Winston. Before him, Aaron Brooks. But it was competitive. It was always yeah, tough. Right. Maybe it, it was, it's kind of the graduation. I guess now that you say that the graduation of those of those quarterbacks on has really left it to what who are we talking about? Taylor Heineke now for the Falcons and Derek Desmond Carr, Ritter is back. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Young's a little young. And then Baker Mayfield is starting in that, in that division. That's bad. Let's just point to the quarterbacks and move on. Okay. Oh, okay. What do we got? And it was here. Let me set this up for you. All right, let's hear it. So this is a redraft of fantasy. Yeah. So let's say you have the number, the first, you have the first pick. For some reason, you have the first three picks. Okay. And the this this person that you're now drafting, you, you not only are drafting them for current or what they produce, but also projected in the future. So I need three names because this is, this is about trade deadline time. 
This is about when you put in, you go, okay, am I, am I, am I playoff bound or do I start snooping for keepers? Like there's a lot of factors that go into this. So I need three names where you're like, this is because Justin Jefferson's not around, right? There's a lot of, a lot of guys that Derek Henry hasn't produced. Austin Eckler hasn't produced like this. You basically light the first round of your original draft on fire outside of maybe Stefan Diggs and I don't even know who, to be honest. If it's a redraft, knowing what I know now in the first 10 weeks, I mean, number one's got to be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Right? Like, he scores touchdowns. He had that streak. He didn't score last week, go over 100 yards. He's got to be number one. I, I mean, if it's a redraft, knowing what we know now, Ooh, this is going to be tough. I was going to say, I would put, I would keep Austin Eckler in there. You think he's rebounding? He's rebounding. He's scoring touchdowns. The Chargers are putting up points. I would still draft him at number two. Ooh. Now, number three, I have a 3A and a 3B. Tyreek Hill is my 3A. AJ Brown's my 3B. Tomato, tomato, in a way. Yeah, especially if you're in a PPR league. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should, we should probably call that out. PPR and non-PPR. Yeah, I think those four, like, so for me, I look at, like, most people are probably going to pick the, the four that you named, right? So in my head, I'm like, all right, where can I, like, find a balance of sure things going forward with, like, some guy upside? So John Robinson's on a, on a, on a buy this week comes off one i think there's going to be a whole restructuring yeah. gibbs i think he's going to get more and more opportunities he had two touchdowns last week and they play in a dome like in winter you want guys in domes and then i think so those those would be two both rookies i think they have the legs and then from a wide out Yeah, I th it's so hard to go away from like AJ Brown. Yeah, they, I mean CJ CD Lamb's playing well lately. He is, but I worry about Dak if Dak can keep it up. Yeah, exactly. I trust Jalen more than I trust 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 Dak for sure. Uh, fantasy's been weird this year. If we flip it around, like we're in a fantasy football league and no filter, where it's one quarterback. I think it's three receivers, two running backs, flex, flex, and then super flex. So you need two quarterbacks. And shame on me again for the second straight year. I started out with Kenny Pickett as my super flex, moved off of him to Gardner Minshew, moved off of him. I have Aiden O'Connell and Jameis Winston. Next year, I'm drafting quarterbacks, I think, in the top two rounds. If you're in a super flex league, quarterback is the most important position. And I'm scuffling around like eight or ninth in the league because I can't find a quarterback who consistently could score at least 10 to 15 points. I, I played Zach Wilson last week. <laughs> <laughs> and Mac Jones the week before that. I The oddity of this year in fantasy is just like, like I said, it seems like that first round, if you're in a snake draft, no one's producing. Maybe you're A.J. Browns, maybe you're Tyler Kills, and then – Cooper Cup's not because he's been out. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of these people. 
Derrick Henry hasn't, Eckler hasn't been what he thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been an odd year, odd year in fantasy. And maybe I'm just justifying the fact that my team sucks. That could probably be it, too. I want to talk about running backs that I was too high on. Damon Pierce for the Texans. He, he was sneaky, like, second, third round for a lot of people. thought they were. He crazy. has one touchdown this year. One touchdown. And that's the difference. You make like a, a first round miss and don't make it up with a late round hit, you're done. Game over. Game over. And Damon Pierce was that person. You drafted him, you were toast. Well, him and Tony Pollard, those are the two running backs coming in this pod that haven't produced to their average draft position. Pollard was, what, at the end of the first round, if you're in a 12-person league, if you're in a 10, he's probably a second-round pick. He's He has two touchdowns. Damon Pierce, Tony Pollard. If you drafted Nick Chubb, season over. Yeah. Season over. Unless you picked up like an EJ or Kyrie Williams. Like there's been all these weird waiver wire drafts out there, though. Um we we should do a midseason. We should really do a midseason league. Redraft. All right. Also, I think there's But what if you're winning the league? Oh no, you win. You win the first half. Oh, so you're saying you played a... I want to structure something where... I thought about this the other day. Where you draft your first first half team, right? Okay. Then changes happen. Okay, everyone goes back in the pool. You draft your second half team. And those are two, like, six-week seasons. Okay? Short. But then you get to combine the two teams. Oh, and like make your own little super team if you would. Now there, I mean, obviously some people would pick up teams that you didn't carry in the, but find some way where, like your drafting expertise really was the ultimate value rather than having to wake up at five thirty in the morning and going on the waiver wire draft thing and bidding money all whatever. Now with the first half, is it just get to week eight and whoever wins wins the league, or are you starting playoffs at week six? I. I I think I, I would do plays. That'd be fun. Let's yeah. In week six, like let's make this a season. And then kind of the, the Super Bowl at week eight, where it's like really, you know, you're not winding down and, and then do the same thing again. Come, you know, play into week 16. I'll take your idea and one up it. I would love a fantasy football in season tournament like the NBA is having. So you go like weeks eight through eleven. Oh, I see what you're saying. You play, and you could win like ten percent of the pot if you win the little in-season tournament. I think less is more with fantasy football. And I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm saying if I if we only drafted like six players, you know, a quarterback, running back, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. Like no no kicker, no independent position. How big's your bench going to be? Well, you get one bench spot, maybe okay, two, yeah. two yeah. account for buys. But like predominantly the goal would be, you know, your focus is on drafting those five best players and it's not diluted. You can pick up some good players and so forth. But get to the point where like you, you can easily keep track of your score, like, it, you know, offline type of thing. And it's more manageable by you. It's a little more fun. I feel like I get too in the weeds when I'm, you know, trying to like i said find waiver wire pickups at, at 2 30 and i'm stressed out and there's bad. no one on the waiver wire like there's no one 
in our no filter league, like the benches are too deep. And it's like, I got to pick up this person and play. They might not even start on Sunday. I, I picked up the Raiders rookie tight end and he scored a touchdown. I let out a yelp. No, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you why are you yelling at the Raiders game? <laughs> well, shout out to Michael guy. Mayer. <laughs> yeah, picked up Michael Mayer and finally like he caught a touchdown and I beat, I think I beat Pepe. Maybe a loss. I don't know. Either way. All right, move on. You want to get in some picks? No. Dark horse. No. Oh, dark horse. Not dark horse. Horse. Pick your horse. It's just one team? One team the rest of the season. Where they're they're all at the starting gates. All all teams. Every all 32 NFL teams. And you are the jockey. And you get to walk along the starting gate and jump on a horse with the idea that he is gonna win the Super Bowl. Whew. Wow. I mean, I can't go Niners because everyone thinks I'm a homer. I don't want to go Chiefs because I don't think they have the firepower, but they do have the defense. I'm going to go, let's see, AFC. I'm definitely not going Cowboys. Let's go Lions. Let's go Dan Campbell Lions. That's who I'm going. That's my horse. I'm riding it. They have a great defense. They've got a lot of weapons. Gibbs is coming along. Amar on St. Brown's the number one offense. They got Sam Laporta. Jared Goff, he's been to the Super Bowl before. He's got the experience. Did I take your pick? You scoot over, and I was going to say this. Listen, it came out that Jim Harbaugh had said that Michigan is now America's team simply because the NCAA was coming after them. And I was going to say, Jim, you know what? There's an America's team in Michigan, not you. It's the Lions. And you know where the Lion fandom is, is going to catch? Just just shoot up and to the right like a stock IPO. Something around cybersecurity or something like that. It's going to be come Thanksgiving. Yeah. When they have an opportunity to, to showcase. I mean, I, Lions gear is going to be coming off the, the shelves. Lions, Lions will become America's team. I mean, this is the year, right? Like in the North, there's no Rodgers. The Vikings, I mean, I know they're what, five, six and four, I think. Yeah. But their wins have lately been against the Bears and the Saints and no one good. Yeah. No, and I think, go. Yeah. I think yeah, a lot of people would Lions. pick the Niners, but we're going Lions. We're Lions pod from here on out. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Should we get into picks? Yeah. Before we get into picks, I want to tell you about my little new friend. It's my new morning ritual, my new morning routine. It's a shot of magic mind. It gives me a boost of energy, sustained energy, and it clears up my mind. It gives me clarity. It's all the rage, and I love it. What do you think of magic mind? It's something you pop on your way out the door. It's got a slight tinge of it feels a little fiery, so it gets you moving. And then it, it, it's sustained. It's not like I'm... Whoa, this is great. It's not five-hour energy, you know, where you're not going to find this at a 7-Eleven. You have to subscribe to get it, but it's worth it, and you're going to want to keep it coming. I use it every day of the week outside of Sunday. 
because I feel like I, I like my mind not so magic on Sundays. I just need to read the comics. So if you're interested and would love to use the little burst of energy and the little burst of cognitive energy and the little emotional uplift that magic mind can give you, you can get it at magicmind.com backslash big Ben and use our promo code big Ben 20. You'll receive discounted pricing that is up to 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time purchase. Trust me, you just want to keep it coming. Have it show up at your door. I love it. I do it. It's great. Um, it's all got anti-aging. If you haven't noticed that I'm not aging as fast too. Magic minds but great. not only it gives you the boost in, of energy and the clarity, but it's packed with all these healthy ingredients. It's vegan. There's no sugar. It's paleo friendly. It's like a farmer's market full a fresh energy every morning. I love it, but don't take our word for it. You should go try it out on your own. That's magicmind.com forward slash Big Ben. Magicmind.com forward slash Big Ben and use our promo code Big Ben 20. The picks are not in. We are going to make them K-Win. We are going to make them. And we're going to be independent from each other. There's none of this like I pick Whoa. this. You're with me. We're going to head to head on picks this week. Okay, let me add a line, add a row then. Did you get your Mariners hat? I did. It's actually in the shower. It's getting um, properly worked up. So got to make it smell good, kind of break it in. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. For the All right, folks, we're going to get into 10 games. Why 10? Because some of these games are awful. So we're only going to get into 10 <laughs> this week. But listen up. We're going to give you some keys to the game. Break down some situations, and if you're in last man standing, or if you're just a degenerate gambler, you're gonna to want to listen up. Okay, first game, K. Win. Pitt, the Pittsburgh Steelers, go into Cleveland. God, they mirror each other in their records. Browns are four and one at home. Tickets, K. Win. Tickets to get into Brown Stadium, 160 bones. Wow. High ticket here. This could decide who gets a playoff spot in that Good. division. Do you agree? I agree. Deshaun Watson's no longer around. Nope. PJ Walker, who played in the XFL. No, DTR, UCLA. He's getting the start. DTR's getting the start. Even worse for the Browns. <laughs> Okay, uh, who do you have in the game? So the Browns' best starting quarterback option is now in Minnesota. And the Steelers' best quarterback option is probably somewhere in college. This is going to be a very low-scoring game. But the Steelers have found a way to win all year with their stingy defense and making plays at the right time. If Najee Harris and Warren... Combined to get more than 175 yards, I think they win. And I think they will. I'm going Steelers here. I was going to say, you can't make any contingency picks. Like, oh, that didn't happen. So Listen, if I'm wrong, go back to the box score and you'll see. <laughs> I'm going to take the Browns. Just in spite of you. They're at home. I can just picture these guys, the end zone, doing their, what, what do you call them? The dog pack? The dog, dog pack. pack. Dog pound. Where I like the one that's a dog smoking a cigar. That's my favorite one. 
and it's not because of DTR. I think they're just going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more, find a way to win. Miles Garrett will probably have three strip sacks in the game. He'll win the game 21 to 14. So we're convinced that neither team's going to throw the ball. No. I'm, well, if they do, it's going to be like a bubble yard slant. <laughs> Shovel pass. All right. Next game. We got the Chargers in Green Bay. Who do you like, Big Ben? It's a little weird game to me. Like you, those, those are like Green Bay, Wisconsin, L.A. Like there's just nothing that cheese, vegan cheese. You know, <laughs> like it's just completely opposite. And but they're very similar in how good they've been this year. And I mean, Herbert put up big numbers last week. Um, Keenan Allen's probably been one of the steadiest wide receivers this season in the NFL. And Green Bay just can't figure out. I don't know if Jordan loves the answer. He's not. It's it's a transitionatory season for the um, for the Green Bay. But that said, it's in Green Bay. I think, and it looks like it's gonna. Oh, it's raining. It's over. Green Bay in a landslide. <laughs> Herbert might melt, and uh, there's going to be a lot of drop passes. I got Green Bay. They're going to run the ball with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, be fine. Luke Musgraves, catch a touchdown in the end zone, and call it today. So Green Bay's lost five of their last six games, inconsistent on the ground. This two-headed monster of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon isn't working out. And they can't figure out how to get the ball in the hands of their best player, Christian Watson. So Jordan Love, 10 interceptions. He's got five because he's forcing the ball to Christian Love. Five of them are to Christian Love. And Matt LaFleur, all of a sudden, is maybe getting exposed for who he actually is. Not a very good coach. I'm going with the Chargers here. They're on a roll. They scored a Five of their last five possessions, they would have scored again, but they didn't get the ball against the Lions. I'm going, Herbert. It rained this week in L.A. They'll be ready for the raid. I got the Chargers. Mark it on your calendar. It rained in L.A. <laughs> Everyone was extremely put off and inconvenienced by a drizzle of rain for 10 minutes. Um. Wow, this is... If you would ask me before this game, before the season, this I would have said the combined record of these two teams at this point probably would have been two and whatever remaining games we have. What nine? So two and eighteen collectively. Arizona at Houston. Kyler Murray comes back first off the cleats that they he I guess debuted. Amazing. Fire. Fire. As the young kids would say, <laughs> which Kyler Murray looked kind of Kyler Murray-ish last week. Yeah, he looked good. But they're in Houston. Mm-hmm. In NRG Stadium. Stadium. MVP. Do we hear a chant this week? Oh, MVP. yeah. Does Damian Pierce get in the end zone? He might still be out as of Thursday. This recording. He went for 150 in a TD. I know. Whoa. Fancy that he's not running in Buffalo where it's minus four, you know, for half his games. I'll take the Texans. That's a fun pick. I'm going with the future. 
And I'm not talking about that guy who sings Mask Off. I'm talking about C.J. Stroud. The Texans are becoming close to America's team. They might give the Lions a run for their money. But in all seriousness, the Texans have struggled running the ball. Last week, they ran the ball against a good Bengals defense. I think they continue it. They take another step. I'm going the Texans this year. I got a question for you, Big Ben. Yes. Who would you rather have at quarterback, C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? Hmm. What style of offense am I trying to run? So if, Kyle, if, if Kyle you, Shanahan offense. Oh, fine. What? <laughs> Um. Yeah, hard one, huh? I like Trevor Lawrence, and I I like him in kind of an RPO type. Like, give me, give me this guy that's going to hold the edge, and then also be able to drop back and throw. I think CJ is more of strictly kind of your drop back guy. Um, he ran in a touchdown last week, gave the Ohio. God, you just run. really you can't you you gotta let me make my decision kind of unbiased. You, you did, I and I didn't like it. Uh, who do you like more, Trevor Lawrence or CJ Stroud? CJ Stroud's so good, just uh I I'll thought you take, were done. I'll take Stroud. You're gonna take Stroud? Hey, listen, if I pass on him now and he, he like I can't I, I kind of know who Trevor Lawrence is right now. I don't think he's I mean he'll make incremental growth, but he's not gonna you know, get out of bed one day and throw 60 yard ropes like CJ is still progressing. So this is why I brought up this question. We're a little we're going to go on a little tangent here. Everyone said Trevor Lawrence was a generational quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be a generational quarterback in your mind. What's a generational quarterback? Well, first define a generational quarterback. So give me an example of what you believe a generational quarterback is. Great. I think a generational quarterback should have three characteristics, Big Ben. <laughs> Number one, the lowest bar, they need to win a Super Bowl. They have to have a ring. That like that is oh, the lowest. So bar. who do we have in the last twenty years? Just just understand that most of our listeners are probably within that bandwidth. Ben Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Mahomes, Joe Flacco. Mm. He won. Hey, I'm just saying the lowest bar. Okay, he didn't win. Let's be honest. Joe he Flacco didn't back. Win. No, he he. Eli he Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. Yep. Okay, so we got eight. Let's go with those eight. Okay, that's the lowest bar. That's requirement one. Requirement two: you need to be an MVP of the league. Okay, so of those, I think all of them have MVPs behind their... Flacco's not MVP of the league. That's why he's already off the... I never included him. Eli Manning was an MVP. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger was MVP. I don't think Russ ever won MVP. I don't think Russ ever won MVP. So what do we got? We got Brady... Brady, Brady Breeze, Rogers, Mahomes. Manning, Manning, Mahomes. Peyton Manning, not Eli Manning. Peyton Manning. And then the third requirement, it takes a long time to get this. You got to break some kind of passing record. Like you've got to be up there. Your legacy has to be up in the record book. So Peyton Manning, Breeze, Brady, I think Mahomes will get there. That drops Rodgers off the list. 
Okay. That is a generational quarterback. Randy Brees Manning. So can CJ Stroud become Brady, Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees, or Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Or can Trevor Lawrence? Because no, Trevor Lawrence can't. Let's he's not Trevor Lawrence isn't gonna become any of those guys. That's Trevor if Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence is kind of this anomaly right now because he's not Lamar Jackson. Like he doesn't have breakaway speed. He's not that athlete. But yet he's not your drop back Tom Brady, Drew Brees. You know, he's this he can win football games for you, but it's just a different in a different manner. Um I don't I honestly this is why being a like this is why Tommy DeVito's be out there starting a quarterback for like it is tough to be as good as those guys, really yeah. hard. But yet expectations from fans, uh, front offices is that you have to go find that guy. It's hard to find that guy. And in some cases you do. Like go go talk to Chiefs fans. Like Patrick Mahomes wasn't a sure thing, but yet he turned out to be the thing, the guy for at least the last six, seven, five, six years. Now, CJ Stroud could easily, I think there's a gap here. Yes. Like there's no one, he doesn't have many peers in class, a class above him or below him that you're saying, wow, they're really good too. Brock Purdy's above him. Uh, like you proved my point. Like, yeah, <laughs> but CJ has to win the Super Bowl, right? And he has to win an MVP. Well, yeah, all in due time. Like, but the trajectory is there, is what I'm saying. And for at least in the small, we've seen such a small sample. I don't think there's, I guess what I'm saying, there's not a lot of generational quarterbacks out there. No, that's why Tommy DeVito is starting for the Giants. Like, there's not even close, you know. That's there's... why Desmond Ritter is on the Falcons. Exactly. Like, is the game, the game is so fast now on the defensive side. Athletes have gotten so much bigger, so much faster, so much better that being a quarterback in the NFL is not easy. Joe Burrow went out again with another, you know, he'd be another guy you talk about. He might be a yeah. generational quarterback, right? Yeah. He's nearly won in at Super Bowl. He's probably going to put, he's got every, he's getting hurt. He's getting hurt. I mean, it's just not, it's not as easy, I think, as it was. And it's, it's due to the, the speed of the game. Yeah. Well, I don't like these labels, right? Like Trevor's a good quarterback. Will he be great? I don't know. Like Caleb Williams, I don't. I don't call him a generational quarterback because we don't know what he's going to look like when he gets he's, to the NFL. He's and he's even generational in the con like construct of of college football. Like every year, there's there. It seems like there's there's generational quarterbacks. And the guy we didn't even talk about, a guy like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You know, like he's a different quarterback. Now you might fault him because he doesn't have passing records, but man, he's winning a lot of ball games, you know. And he wasn't your prototypical quarterback. He had to transfer in order to even go play starting quarterback because Tua was around. Like it's just, yeah, I don't know. If, Tommy DeVito, the guy. If I, he's again, he's starting. That guy is starting NFL quarterback, like one of thirty-two. You know, well, like, injury played a part. Ty Tyron Taylor. But still, got the hurt fact that he's there hurt. tells you. And the point I'm trying to make there is there is good quarterbacks. There is quarterbacks that can win you games, and then there's everyone else. And it's the, everyone else is the Tommy DeVitos, the the Taylor Heineke's the, of the world. That's lay off Tommy, okay? Listen, come on. 
All right, should we move on to the next generational quarterback? He plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders go to Miami to play the Dolphins. Who do you like? So the Las Vegas is going to be coming off high. I think they've won two games straight now, haven't they? Two and zero under Pierce with Pierce. It's, by the way, I, I would like to discuss how Antonio Pearson is absolutely ruining or a, a college program. Not ruin. A- ASU. He didn't ruin it, but gosh knows he he had some improper recruiting tactics, and then he when they found out, he just left. Yeah. See ya. That's what Jim Harbaugh's going to do. The Raiders look like. Oh, you like my Jim Harbaugh call? <laughs> He's the next one. Call. Hey, write this down. Jim Harbaugh's about to pull a Pete Carroll. After Pete Carroll won all that at USC, he was gone to the NFL. Harbaugh's next. What um, happens when you get caught? You've moved to the NFL. Exactly, where he can get away with it damn near anything. <laughs> uh, to me, so the Raiders have celebrated these past two wins like they were a 15th seed beating a two seed and then a 15th seed beating an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if that's sustainable. And Adrian O'Connell, he's what, a third-year guy out of Purdue? He's like I is he a rookie? I think he's, he's a little older than a rookie, but nonetheless to say, I think it's a get-right game for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins put, I don't think they run up 70 again, but Aniche, Hanche, maybe coming off IR this week, Mozart's okay. I think the Dolphins put up a, at least a 30-burger on the, on the Raiders, and I don't know... I, Josh Jacobs has like 35 carries a game for 90 yards. Like it's just excruciating to watch. It's and then Devontae Adams is getting ticked off on because he can't get a ball thrown to him properly. So that was old Raider regime. It's different now. <laughs> did they send you cigars after that last game? Okay, wait. Thanks did. for being a loyal fan. All right. I got the Dolphins. Who you got? Tyreek Hill, Raiders killer, 11 games. He has six touchdowns, 800 yards. But this is not Josh McDaniel's Raiders team. This is Antonio Pierce's Raider team. They're playing with different energy. They get after it, and they feed Josh Jacobs. They never gave the ball to Jacobs with McDaniel's, and that was a problem because Jimmy can't throw the damn ball, needs to run the ball. I've got the Raiders with my super dog this week winning. And you know who's going to come out of uh, hiding? Hunter Renfro. Big touchdown. No. They're starting to play Hunter. So you got Jacobs, Renfo, Adams, Myers, and your boy Mayer. The Raiders are on the up and up. I think you're taking too much of that CJ Stroud energy and applying it to the Raiders. That's my opinion. But I can't wait till the Dolphins trounce them. Um, okay. The G Men, Doble, Tommy DeVito, rolling into. FedEx field to play the commanders who excruciating loss against the Seahawks. Again, I was witness to that game. The commanders were reluctant to score. They got, they scored on a broken play. Jamal Adams might be the worst safety. I'll regress or save that for the Seahawks game. But um, I'm, I'm going to take the command. I don't, I can't pick. I can't pick the Giants. Can't, can't. I can't do it either. Sam Howell has 17 touchdowns, is leading the league in passing, and the Giants have one of the worst defenses, total defense and passing defense. I'm with you, Commanders. 
It's the first one we agreed on all night. No, we got Texans. All right. Tampa in San Francisco. What the sports radio up in San Fran started talking about. How many players do we sit during this game? (laughs) (laughs) Do we rest so-and-so? We'd be be all right by just uh, signing a few guys from the practice squad to play in this game. Like that's the things I think they're probably contemplating up in San Fran. Um, the only thing I see in positive light for the Bucks, Kate Otten's looked pretty good. Mike Evans actually looked pretty good. Baker but, hasn't been that bad. He's been they, decent. Okay, so let's look at it this way: take the Buccaneers against any other NFC South team. They look pretty good. Take yeah. them out of that. You know, kind of turn up the lights. It's it's pretty ugly, and I think they get exposed. Um, Baker gets exposed. I think Bosa is gonna. You know those sacks where you kind of get over him and then you crawl across his face because you're, you know, you're halfway up. I think there's gonna be a few of those on Baker this week. Niners in a landslide. Niners, easy work. Race to the quarterback. What are you gonna do if you're not gonna double Bosa? You're gonna bump. Double young. I think the Niners defense, they came back. They bounced back. Trevor couldn't get his offense going because he was under pressure the whole game. I think he had three turnovers, and I think Baker's going to turn the ball over. And the Niners are going to do what the Niners do. Big Trent Williams is back. They're going to run the ball. Bubble screens to Debo. Jet sweeps to Debo. Ayuk deep. You're going to want Ayuk in your fantasy league this week, Big Ben. Don't text me. I'm telling you right now, I got the Niners as well. Got him. Okay, the Jets. Is yeah, Jets versus the Bills. Um, so I, I referenced the firing of, of Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. That you need, they had to have a fall person. Oh. Josh Allen is just—he needs some reprogramming. Like the, he needs some—he needs a new coach. Sean McDermott. He should have been the fall guy. God, you don't like head coaches. I feel like your resume is out there too. Propagating. Um, I I personally think the Jets PR person has the same storyline sent out to every news media outlet. Zach Wilson is still our quarterback. You know, turned it around. You know, everyone we're Sala, we're we're invested in Sala. Like it's the same thing, and and Buffalo isn't far from that. Like it's becoming. It, it isn't. It's like Josh Allen. You know, went from MVP candidate to this guy that you to digs his brother's comment like, you know, would he be even worse if there wasn't, you know, if Diggs wasn't around? Gabe Davis needs is on a milk cart. Like yeah. it's that bad. You know, and it, I can tell you where he is. He's on my fantasy football bench. He, yeah, exactly. He's been there. He's he's in the name of fantasy. You know who I feel sorry for? We, have you have you watched Marvin Harrison Jr. play? Yeah, he's great. He's phenomenal. Garrett Wilson wasn't far from him. Garrett Wilson is teamed with the most atrocious quarterbacks. When he had Joe Flacco throwing to him, another Joe Flacco comment, Joe Flacco throwing to him last year in like the first four weeks, he averaged like 120 yards plus and a touchdown each game. He was great. He was phenomenal. He was like top five wide receiver with Flacco. Now? Flacco was generational.
you're not going to be able to finish the pod. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, this this whole thing with Garrett Wilson is probably the, the he between. I do think he has going back to the redraft. I would draft Garrett Wilson ten times over one time to Stefan Diggs if he had a different quarterback. Anyone else outside of Tommy DeVito too in the NFL? Give me Jameis Winston and Garrett Wilson. Like he would look good with Jameis because yeah. Jameis throws the deep ball. Fucks it. You know, he he needs someone like that. Cause you've seen him make catches that are just different. Yeah. Like he he, he makes a catch where he, you know, pads it with one hand and then comes somewhere with another. It's let's be honest, Flacco's not known for his accuracy. No, <laughs> no, and then so Garrett Wilson can make up for for poor throws. It will be interesting. This is like this is one game I will watch just to see what Buffalo does. Do you, you know, or is everything everyone's saying about you true? That it's in disarray. That Josh Allen isn't. You know, we're we're down on Josh. You know, he's turnover prone. The offense doesn't work. Or do you flip it and all of a sudden, you know, win by twenty, thirty, like maybe you should. Um. Dude, this is a toss-up to me, honestly. Michael, because I could see the storyline Jets beat the Bills at home and on a shorter week for the Bills. They almost beat the Bills in week one. Yeah. And to be honest, what scares me too in that you bring that up, that this is the second time around. And you and I both know this. When you play a team the second time around, it's twice as hard to beat them again. Yeah. And the Jets have a great defense. Exactly. I'm... Jets, give me the Jets. Hopefully, I'm gonna have to take the Bills license plate holder off my off my ringer off. Buffalo's offense is too predictable. It's stagnant. It's not creative. I want to see more RPOs. I want to see more pre-stat motions. I want to see some flair. We know what we're gonna get from the Jets' offense. The Bills, I think they can turn it around a little bit. Give me the Bills. Okay. All right. Are we doing skin in the game here? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. we might. Let me see your next yeah, couple of hats. How about a pair of socks? Like a nice pair of socks. All right, pair of socks. <laughs> Seattle, in my hometown, Are you playing the Rams. Game? No, I'm not going. This is Matt a garbage Stafford's game. Matt. This is a battle for third place in the NFC West. Matt Stafford's back. Oh, that's funny. Um, Matt Stafford's back. Hurt thumb, no Carson Wentz. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Carson Wentz this weekend. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't think Stafford's thumb's gonna be ready to go. I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent. Are you just saying that to? to I know some people. I I sent some texts. I reached out to some people covering the Rams. I think he'll start the game. But I don't think he'll finish the game. That's why I'm going with the Seahawks. Better all around team. Okay. I'm going to make a contingency contingency pick then. If Matt Stafford is out there, the Rams win. If he's not, whoa, I couldn't do a contingency pick (laughs) earlier in the pod. Well, you already you have information I don't, so that's that's unfair in these picks. That's what happens when you're a good gambler. Here's why I say that: like this, Sam Howell looked okay last week. He has a good good quartet or trio of receivers too, and McLaren. um, Who's the other guy? Uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. So he's got a decent 
And then Logan Thomas isn't the worst tight end either. And the Seahawks didn't, I mean, it's not that they had a tough time, but like there are definitely times I said to myself, if that was a better quarterback, we would have been exposed. Matt Stabbard's a good quarterback. Seahawks have a good defense. McVay's, no. They have areas where they're good. What's Leonard Williams doing? He did all right last week. He had a sack. Witherspoon, Woolen. Yeah, those two are good. Out, and then everything else, then Brooks. Like it's got this, it's got this weird V picture of V, and that's where we're good. We're exposed in this middle area. Bobby Wagner's slow, like he's he's lost a step. Jamal Adams is horrible. I watched him back up from a tackle. Like he he went up to ta- and then backed up. He's and he arms tackle. He like tries to close arm. Rams won this game, just so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, listen, the Seahawks just, and then McVay's nine and five against Carroll all time. Like, I think there's just something like McVay knows Carroll too well. Puka Nakua, knee injury, Stafford thumb. They're just too banged up. You got Hawks. They don't have a running game. I'm going Hawks. All right. Minnesota Vikings in Detroit. I'm sorry, in Denver. I don't want to talk about Broncos. Vikings, next game. <laughs> All right, the Super Bowl rematch. Jason Kelsey does not believe in revenge games. Travis Kelsey does believe in love. They are not playing in the city of brotherly love. They're playing in Arrowhead. Here's how I'm going to start out this. Do you remember? Let me take a step back. Tom Brady played with Gronk. He played a Three seasons with Randy Moss. He had some good wide receivers, but a lot of his wide receivers like Chris Hogan, Dante Stallworth, Brandon Lloyd, David Givens were kind of ah. But Brady won six Super Bowls. He always had his team playing at the high level. Mahomes is starting to do that same thing with his wide receivers who we don't know. And that is why I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. Kansas City's defense is probably the best defense he's had since he's been in Kansas City. A top-rated defense. They're going to slow down the Eagles. Give me the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been good on defense because they've been playing against teams that just turn the ball over. Like, I feel as though... We played the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins turn the ball over. Maybe the Chiefs turn them over. Uh, Chris Jones provides pressure. My boy Trent McDuffie from UW's an all-pro. Lockdown corner. That's holding. It's not locked down. It's also locking them down. (laughs) Well, sometimes you got to hold to lock them down. (laughs) You don't see a guy afterwards going like this. No, he goes like... uh, what would be locked down? Listen, if you can't get out of this grip, that means you're locked up. Let's do um like this is a you know one of those those locks where you pound it like you know it's then it's locked tight. Yeah, locked up. Um. So my my question is: Does if you're Jason Kelsey, where do you stay at Travis's house or your mom's house? Does the mom have a house in Kansas City? 
She's got to have a house. You've seen all those commercials she said? She's got to have a house. <laughs> no, you stay with your teammates in the hotel. Just like every other week, just like every other game. I think Hassan Reddick gets home quite a bit against Mahomes. Okay. I think the, the Chiefs are going to struggle to get anything going. Like, I can't. Rasheed Rice is MBS still there? Like, who who is he throwing the ball to outside of Kelsey? And here's what I, I think is going to happen: the, the the Eagles are smart enough. They're going to go look at film. They're going to say, "We're going to find a guy that's just going to beat up Travis Kelsey every time he gets off the line. Beat him up, hands to chest." Dictate what way you want him to go. Throw him off, and then because that's that's read one Travis Kelsey, read two Travis Kelsey, read three Travis Kelsey. By that time, someone's getting him Mahomes. Jarek McKinnon, bubble screen, touchdown. I'll take the Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. Let's go. Fly Eagles, fly. This is a great Monday night game. The- this might be the best Monday night game of the year. And you know why I love the Chiefs playing it is because I kind of can. You can actually watch the game? Play the angle. Yeah. I can play the. Well, there's a, yeah. All right. You, let's review the picks. Nice pair of socks. And I'm serious. I, I do need a nice pair of socks, like compression, good socks. I'll take the Browns. You got the Steelers. You got the Chargers. I got the Packers. We're in lock on Texans. You got Raiders. I got Dolphins. Commanders. Niners for both. Bills for you. Oh God. Jets. You no. Don't change it. Jets for you. Hawks for me. Rams for you. I took the Vikings. You took the Broncos. Whoa, that's questionable. Uh, I got the Chiefs. You got end? the Eagles. On what end? This entire week's questionable. What are you talking? The NFL I never. I didn't hear you say the Broncos, but I'll go back and listen to the tape. What is the and best? Throw the challenge year? back. Is it seven this year? Yeah, seven's the best. Okay, how about this? If any one of us gets over seven or over, bonus. Um, socks and I would say like insoles. All right, we got to do Monday night though, right? Total points, just in case there's a tie. Okay. All right, let me look this up. Eagles, Chiefs. 45. Over, under. What? What is it? 45 and a half. I'll go, I'll go 46. Can I go back to my biggest disappointment? Alexander Madison, he stinks. Yeah, he was pretty bad. You do have a bad team. You go 46, I'll go 44. 44. All right, should we wrap this bad boy up? Let's get out of here. That wraps up the show. Nofilter.net, Caffeine TV. Each week we broadcast live, usually on Thursdays. But next week, because it's Thanksgiving, we're actually coming on Monday. You can download our pod anywhere that you get your audio podcast, Apple, Pandora, iHeart, Audible, and more. Online, you can follow us at Big Ben Kwin underscore at, at Big Ben Kwin underscore. We're everywhere: TikTok, X, Twitter, whatever it's called now, Instagram, Spotify. I got some cue cards for you. What does that say? Hold on, let me get back to you. I was checking out.
magicmind.com backslash. Is that back? That's back, right? It's forward slash. Forward slash. For, yeah, forward slash Big Ben. And then Big Ben 20 is your promo code. 56% off first subscription and 20% off your first purchase. Magic Mind. It will blow your mind. Boom. Boom. Go Broncos. Can't wait for my socks. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs>